Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the Being Me is Dope podcast, where we have therapeutic conversations to empower creative minds. And I'm Nate. I'm Mike. And I'm Enoch. And today, we will be discussing imposter syndrome. Um, man, I, there's so many different ways that we can go with imposter syndrome. Um, I, myself, have struggled with it. Um, the more and more I've understand it, I've been able to kind of grow through it. Mm. But inadvertently, I know for me, especially when I started to really, um, I guess, call myself or step into the creative entrepreneurship realm, mm -hmm. I remember specifically feeling like an imposter in a lot of the rooms that I would be in. Um, even up to recent, actually, I, I, I've had little bouts of it, and it's a lot shorter now, where it comes for like a minute or two, and I'm like, ah, step out of it. But before, it used to like almost cripple me to where I would get anxious, I would feel like less than, I would just get very complacent, and I'd be stagnant in whatever I was doing. Mm. And um, I was self-sabotage. So um, as we dive into this topic, I definitely want to hear more about y'all. Have, have either, either of y'all struggled with, I would say, imposter syndrome? Go first. Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, me for sure. Um, Cause you know I'm brand new to this content game and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Only been doing it for like a year and a half or whatever. Mm -hmm. That's a light but flex, though. That's <laughs> like, <laughs> like you're joining super fire, yeah, you, and you have super high demand, so it's kind of like, yeah. you know what I mean? But like, but I, I think that's the reason why I experience imposter syndrome a little more now. Because like a lot of people want to work with me, and I be like, bro, you sure you want to work with me? <laughs> like you know, and like I'm like, bro, there's so many people out there to my eyes that are much better than me. Like I'm admiring their work. I'm like, bro, you sure you want to work with me? Mm. And that's me doubting my own abilities, my own skills, my own gifts, mm. everything mm. like that. So I feel like an imposter a lot of times with a lot of clients. Mm. Mm. How about you, you know? It's interesting because um, while y'all were talking, I was trying to think about like what my relationship with imposter syndrome is. And it doesn't really show up for me creatively like really like that uh and that that might be just because I, I grew up in a space where I felt like what I what I was saying was not valued so now I'm just so excited when people give me like space that I I think my excitement overpowers any like adverse emotion I could have mm. but in my like outside of the creative realm like in my regular life um, like right now, I'm saving up for a house um, and I'm living with a, a good friend of mine. And that whole situation has that is, I think, where I feel the imposter syndrome, because it's like I don't have the things that I view as being aligned with being as successful as I feel sometimes. Mm. And so then it makes me feel like whatever presentation people are receiving of me, they're going to think is fake once they find out like my living situation or the fact that I currently don't drive right now because I don't have a car anymore. And so it's like these like, um, these like kind of going back to a conversation we were having off camera, these like uh, these markers of status 
especially like as a, a masculine body that we're told our necessities like you have to have a car you have to have your own place and like all these things and these are all things i've had at a point in time right and maintained effectively but it's like because i don't have them right now i'd be feeling fraudulent <laughs> in spaces mm. like especially now that i'm like I, you know i started the year with a breakup and so like i'm also like trying to re-engage with dating and it's like ah you about to have this dope conversation with me you know what i'm saying and then it's like oh you got a roommate oh you be on a bus <laughs> and it's like ah. that's, that's a tough that's a tough dynamic yeah you know what i mean especially like when you said i feel successful um but the other person doesn't necessarily see that mm -hmm. and it goes back to the question of like but then what is success mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's tough because you want to be like i mean i'm successful but the, also there is this feeling of like dang i do feel like a fraud because mm -hmm. of xyz because i'm supposed to have these things mm -hmm. and these things aren't in place and that can be just a, a whole situation where you beating yourself up absolutely which i definitely be doing <laughs> i'll be punching on myself <laughs> emotionally i can imagine and then for me um very similar and similar aspects um in regards to certain things i feel like i should have like i feel like there's a way people view me mm -hmm, mm -hmm. then there's this this way that i view myself that isn't in alignment not from like a moral standpoint mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. my character's solid mm -hmm. you know what i mean i stand on that same but there's another status where it's like yo nate's here and it's like i'm not yeah I'm yeah really not. and it <laughs> makes it makes me feel at times like fraud like fraudulent mm -hmm. like yo why and it makes me like shrink down sometimes instead of just being big and bright like I'm supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that's that's an actual current challenge for me now. Um, perfect example. We were just at uh, Black Entrepreneurs Day uh, about a week or two ago. And, um, you know, dope experience. It was incredible being there with Damon John. I'm at the world famous Apollo Theater. Like, it's mm -hmm. up. Mm -hmm. Like, we got VIP service. Like, we love oh, it. Shit, like, it's a popping. dope time. We backstage. We all around. Like, it's fire, bro. Um, VIP party, everything. Hotel paid for, travel paid for. And I remember having a moment um, backstage before we came out for the panel or whatever. Just like, I ain't supposed to be here. Mm -hmm. Like, it was like a voice. Like, who do you think you are? You know what I mean? And I had to have and check that voice because we about to go out and talk on stage. I need yeah. to be confident. You know what I mean? I don't need to walk in with my shoulders slouched mm -hmm. like, oh, mm -hmm. man, you know, I'm beneath y'all. And um, I really had to check myself and be like, you know what? While you're here with Damon John, Damon John's also here with you. Mm -hmm. And I had to, like, really check myself. Because I'm, I'm telling you, bro, I was sitting there at one point, and I don't really, I don't get nervous when I'm on stage. I speak for a living. Mm -hmm. So I'm sitting there, and all I heard was doo-doo. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like looking around. I look over. I see visionary area. I'm just like, is that my heart? Is that? And then somebody's like Nate, and I like snapped out of. And I was like, Yo, what is going on right mm -hmm. now? And it just felt like everything was so big around me. Like, Yo, you're not supposed to be here. You lucked up. And it's just like, Nah, everything is happening in alignment because mm -hmm. of who you are mm -hmm. and what you've done. So you're supposed to be here. You know, don't walk in cockiness, but walk in that confidence mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because if you aren't confidence people get a lesser version of you so now mm -hmm. you're shortchanging people you know what i mean that's the real fraud part yeah you know absolutely what I mean? <laughs> so absolutely that's where i was at with that and um that was a real challenge during that moment but i was able to recover and then embrace it once i got home of like the joy of it all like yeah, that was dope you mm -hmm, know what mm -hmm. but it doesn't stop here there's levels there's going to be another level mm -hmm, another mm -hmm. level and i have to consciously 
catch myself in those pockets because if I don't, I just start to self sabotage mm-hmm. quickly, mm-hmm. y'all. I think I think a good way to um well for me it worked for me I tried it one time it worked <laughs> for me uh, I had to understand that my responsibility to my people has to be much more important than how I feel on the inside because because mm. I'm mm. gonna psych myself out a million times but my community needs me mm. you get what I'm saying so I I have to actually understand that so I can get out of this imposter. That's good, bro. That's mm-hmm. I mean, think mm-hmm. I think about you saying like your community needs you. What happens if if you I think about the people who like really poured into me over the years, or maybe I read their books or mm-hmm. watched their videos. It's like, yo, what would have happened if they were caught up in that that cycle of imposter syndrome? Yep. I would have never got this value that I so desperately needed when I was in the time in my life exactly. where it was dark. You know what I mean? And the mm-hmm. same for you. It's like, yo, your community needs you to show up confident. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. And same for you. It's just like, dang. Why does this keep coming up all the time? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like now, like I'm thinking, and I want y'all to kind of dive into this with me. It's like, where is that coming from? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like <laughs> where is that voice coming from? You know what I mean? It's, I think it's so many things. Um, how can I, how can I jump into this? Because I'm thinking a couple different things. All right, I'm gonna just start talking and, and try connect them as I go. <laughs> uh, so one thing. I was talking to my homie. Um, we we run a, a men's accountability circle together uh, for black men. And he was talking about being at uh, his job and feeling imposter syndrome because he's used to always having the answers. And in this new position he was in, he wasn't, he was finding himself not having the answers in the way he was used to, right? Like sometimes his answer was like, I'm not sure. You know right. what I'm saying? And so there was a way in which like, Imposter, <clears throat> imposter syndrome was manifesting because he wasn't being, he wasn't engaging with himself in the way he was used to engaging with himself. So he genuinely felt like mm. an imposter, right? Like I'm not the version of me that I'm used to being, mm. right? And I think that can show up a lot of times where it's like, let's say like, you know, you you are used to being the confident person and then you feel a moment of, like lack of confidence then it's like all right you can start the spiral of imposter syndrome because the the gateway is the fact that you've now entered a space that you are not you don't view as being a part of who you are mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and then you start the spiral of like all right well if i feel nervousness right now and i'm never nervous maybe i shouldn't be here <laughs> you right, know what right, i'm saying right, like right. what cra- what am crazy. i doing here yeah. if, if if i'm this version of me that i didn't think i was right and so then there's like this this character it's almost like it's a perceived character flaw and i think i guess tying that into to where i was also thinking about is like there's so much about how we are raised that is just nurtured in the sense of being who we assume everybody else needs us to be mm. right like so much of like when we're children and our parents bring us into a space is like act this way when this person is around or we're in the grocery store you got to do these things right and da 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 and it, it all means well it has good intention well partially because parents also don't like being embarrassed right, right. but another part of it is like you're teaching me to base not only my understanding of self or my understanding of like what should and shouldn't be off of how people 
are responding to me, right? And people are not always the best gauge for for that. And so then when we get older, there's this idea of like we kind of have to always be ahead of the game because we don't want to be in trouble, right? And it doesn't we don't think about it like that as adults because it's like, you know, we can't be in trouble. But essentially, I feel like that's what it's tied to, right? And so then it's like, all right, if I can't predict all of the things that I need to watch out for, I probably don't have the skill set to be here. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, who am I to be in this position if I can't predict all of the factors that's I'm underqualified in that regard? And then again, it's like, that is also imposter syndrome. You feel me? So I, I think a lot of it just comes from the ways in which we were brought up. Yeah, it gets buried deep in the subconscious. Because at the same time, it's like, who told you this stuff? Yeah, like, yeah. When did this become facts? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And a lot of times it's not. It's this voice. It's our voice, you know, repeating these things. And it's like, you got to check yourself sometimes. You know what I mean? Everything that you believe right now isn't factual. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a lot of stuff, like you said, you were raised up on, or you were taught. It's like, I'm realizing now as an adult, it's like, okay, my parents did what they could. Absolutely. They taught me as much as they could. But there comes a time and point where I got to question some of that stuff. Not because Absolutely. they're these bad people, but it's because they taught me what they knew. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that what they knew may have been incorrect mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. of how they were raised. You know what I mean? So it's not their fault. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I got to check this. So when I move forward, I make sure that I'm also teaching truth and, and most beneficial things for my child. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I know for me, being that my parents were my first teacher, you believe everything they say. Yep. And again, it's not that they're maliciously trying to like steer you any path, but it's like, yo, she told me this was this. These are facts. Yeah. <laughs> you don't question it. It's like, yo, these are the facts because this person loves me. These are yeah, facts. Yeah. And then you get a little older and some stuff happens and some traumas happen and you wonder why you're like triggered by certain stuff and you got to start checking and you're just like, oh, all right, I was off. That yeah, was off. Yeah. That, that, wasn't, that wasn't it right there. Um, so even me in the season I'm in expecting it, I'm thinking like, yo, how do I... I'm a mess up. You know what I mean? I know I make some mistakes, but it's like, yo, how do I make sure as your first teacher, I, I feed you some truth? Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I just feed you what I believe because everything we believe ain't true. Yeah, yeah, you know absolutely. I, mean? I grew up thinking that, you know what I mean? A lot of stuff was the devil and it wasn't. <laughs> I, I felt like Bobby Boucher. Like. <laughs> For real, that's how I was, man. I love, I love my parents. I love my mom, but I remember. At that one point, she was deep into, like, religion. It wasn't even, like, a love for God. It was just, like, this deep, like, religion. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the Baptist church, and it was, like, yo, everything was the devil, like, drug rats, like, mad stuff. I was just like, this can't be. Everything can't be the devil. Just, I can't do nothing then. But, God, take me now. That's all I was thinking. Like, yo, just take me now. I can't do nothing. I like, failed the mission. What's the point? Like, I can't even live my life. I can't even have my friends outside having fun. Yeah. I feel like that's the devil. You know what I mean? And um, I had to question a lot and grow through a lot and um, show grace, too. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, I mean, there's so many different directions um, with this imposter syndrome thing, man. And I guess let me ask y'all this: How do you how do you combat it now? Because um, I know me personally, I can't just be like I'm 100 percent over it. Yeah. For me, I feel like it's something I'm going to have to not necessarily deal with or suffer with for the rest of my life, but it's going to it's something I have to be conscious of every day. Mm-hmm. So I don't mm-hmm. slip back into the funk of oh my imposter. It's like oh my gosh, I'm like, nah, dude, you worthy. Like chill out, you mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. But it's something I have to consciously do every single day. It's like brushing my teeth. It has to happen, mm-hmm. or I run the risk of slipping back into it. So, how would you say um, 
y'all are getting through or have gotten through or some practical things to step into a place where you feel deserving of what, where you are or what's coming? Mm, mm. So I know for me, um, when I'm like stepping into spaces where, whether it's like for my creative agency or just spaces like BME is dope, I have to understand that they trust me with this. So mm. I have to trust myself with this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because if, if, if the consumer for this conversation, right. trust me <laughs> with, with the product that I'm delivering, I have to trust in the product that I've created. Mm-hmm. That's a bar. Which is, it's kind of, I mean, it's kind of like I'm, I'm relying on them to trust me, but that's how I'm coping with it in this season right now. Word. Word. I am. Um, that's good. You got something for that. That's good. I don't remember who said this. I know it was a woman. Um, but she was talking about how we often think that we have to earn our spot up front. So it's like, you give me this thing because I earned it. But she was like, sometimes you earn things on the back end. So it's mm. like you get the position and then you earn it by way of how you perform in the position, right? And so like creatively, that's how I like to think about things. It's like, if I feel like someone's giving me something that is past like where I think I'm at, I'm just like, yo, I'ma just earned it on the back end. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to learn whatever I need to learn, ask whatever questions I need to ask, and level up through the process instead of, like, being leveled up already at the beginning. And then, like, with, like, the personal life thing, since that's where I, I feel like I engage with imposter syndrome the most, i just been trying to just, like, lean into it heavily and, like, just be open. Um, like, even when we talk about my feelings of like desirability right like i have a gluten allergy that that manifests as like these really bad like the the word i'd be wanting to use is rash but it's like way more severe than a rash right because mm. it's like literally like i develop like open wounds on my skin um and wow. it's a it's a symmetrical slash autoimmune disease which basically means like whenever i eat something with gluten in it Whenever I have, it's symmetrical because it appears on both sides of my body. So it'll never be on one side at a time, right? It's predominantly like on my arms. Um, Sometimes it can go to like my neck or my ears, depending on like how severe the cross-contamination is. And it's like burning, itching all day long, da-da-da-da-da, right? If I'm wearing regular clothes, for the most part, I can cover it up. Mm. And so like, there's a way, like I, I recently had a bad outbreak that I've been recovering from for like the past three months. And there was a way in which like I'm engaging with people and I'm like, you only find me attractive right now because I'm covered up, you mm. know what I'm saying? But as soon wow. as you see wow. like what my arms look like uncovered, you're gonna be like, nah, this ain't what I thought it was, right? Which is an, another form of imposter syndrome for me because it's like, I actually don't deserve the attention you've given me because I'm not as attractive as you think I am, you like physically, actually, right? And so I just lean into it. I did a whole photo shoot, <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? See, where it's like, where thank you, where like I just put my arms on the, the forefront. Um, and luckily, like I'm more healed up now than I was at the time of the photo shoot. But it's like leaning into that and being open about that that space that I'm in because then that gives people outside of me the opportunity 
to combat whatever negative talk I am not believing myself enough to combat on my own, right? So, like, sometimes I'll literally be like, yeah, I don't feel equipped for this. Mm. And people will be like, mm, I don't think that's true. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then break down the reasons why it's not. And I'm like, all right, because sometimes we don't believe ourselves as much, right? And we have to we have to lean on our community to instill the faith in us that we lack in ourselves. There's this anime called Garen Logan, and one of my favorite quotes from there, um, uh, Kamina, who's like the the main character in the beginning, he's talking to his younger brother, and he's like, uh, his younger brother like struggles with like self-doubt, and he's like, believe in the me that believes in you. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like, I carry that in the sense of like, if I'm failing at believing in myself, I'm going to just be open about that, and I'm going to believe in the person that's believing in me. And like just carrying whatever they say and holding that and like, all right, that's the confidence I'm gonna move off of. Mm. Wow. Wow. So much to like. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, so many, many bars. Right <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Stay tapped into all of our channels, YouTube, uh, TikTok, Instagram, all of it. Make sure that you're following Being Me is Dope uh, for up-to-date content, um, for new podcast releases, all of those different announcements. Um and with that being said, gentlemen, we are going to wrap this podcast episode up. My name is Nate. I'm Mike. And I'm Enoch. And this has been another episode of the Be Me Is Dope podcast. Until next time, peace.